know the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast presented by nba 2k24 go get your copy of nba 2k24 from the link in the description myself moment see bj armstrong as well bj why are you laughing well at some point the people are going to see what i see <laughs> with your with your outfit i mean it's cold, it's, cold. I, it's a cold world gotta bundle up <laughs> it's a cold world okay shout it's out to j cole <laughs> shout out to j cole just trying to make it in this cold world you know what i'm saying and mo has a robe on come on man it's my trademark i might start, and, uh, I, might, I might say forget the merch we're not doing hoodies and t-shirts we're doing robes i might just do that <laughs> i might just Please. do robes that say you know the vibes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ladies, oh. come to the crib. You're in your room. It says you know the vibes. They know the vibes. Uh-huh. Anyway, BJ, okay. you're in a much better mood than I thought you'd be in. How come? How well, come? <laughs> your Detroit Pistons. Oh yeah. Look at that. Look at that boat. Look at what. Look what I'm yeah, wearing today. I, I see it. I see it. Um, fourteen straight losses. They lost the tankathon battle with the Washington Wizards. Is that a new tournament? Is that a new in-season tournament? No, I've just made it up. Oh, okay. It's the two worst teams in the world playing each other, um, and you guys lost. Um, how are you feeling? How like how are you still so happy? Well, you know there, there are ebbs and flows to mm-hmm. everything, and right now B- we BJ, are... they've won. They've won like four games since the trade deadline last season. Maybe they I know, and, and, and you know, Mo, I'm from Detroit. Don't hold it against me. This is what <laughs> this is what we do. Okay, this is However, what you do. This is what we do. Like <laughs> this is what we do. I'm yeah. so excited on one hand that our Detroit Lions have a winning record at this stage of the season. They're above 500. Yes. How many games and above 500? I think they are eight and three, maybe. Oh, not bad, three? not bad, not bad. Yeah, eight and three. I think because if you came record. and said they were eight and seven, I would have just laughed. No, they're like <laughs> eight and three. We're, we're we are currently now in first place. Mm-hmm. So I I can't complain. And right now we've hit we're we've hit a tough we've hit a tough stretch here in in Detroit as far as basketball, and we have a very rich tradition. And growing up there, I mean everyone's a Pistons fan, right? I'm, I'm just a Detroit fan across the board. That's just what it is. So the one thing that we do there is people outside of Detroit are not allowed to talk about our Detroit Pistons, our Detroit Red Wings, our Detroit Tigers, our Detroit, Detroit City Lions. FC. Yes. You, you, no one can talk. If you're outside of Detroit, you are not allowed to talk about Detroit. However, Mo, today... I will be representing my Pistons all day. Just like I've represented my Lions my entire life. And we're going to stand with our people. Now, I can't let you talk about the Detroit Pistons or anyone, but unless you are a Detroit Pistons fan. (laughs) And you're not a Detroit Pistons fan. So, <laughs> despite you trying to convert me for many years now, I will yes, not be yes, a fan of the yes. Pistons. I like and, some of their players, and Mo, but I'm not a fan of the Pistons. Everyone doesn't understand our language. That's why we say "what up, dope." We understand who is who. So, 
we will handle our Detroit Pistons. We will handle it. This is an internal problem that we will handle. <laughs> the whole city will... is just meeting together in the town. Yes, hall yes, yeah. To that's what we do. That's why it. Killian that's Hayes do. is still getting minutes. Hey, 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 we will discuss that. We will internally handle that. The city of Detroit, and then Mo, we will rise again. You know, we will rise again. Real name, no gimmick. So, yes, we did lose. We will own it. However, we're the only people that can talk about it. And all Detroit, all Detroit fans understand that. And they know that. And we when we see each other, we got the secret shake. When we see each other, we know what it is. And it really doesn't matter what anyone else says. So okay, but so we'll so take care talk, of this. Talk to me about your pistons, though. What needs to change to end this losing streak? To end this losing streak, they just need to get a win. <laughs> to end this losing streak. <laughs> yeah. Well, well seeing as they couldn't get a win well, against the here, Wizards, who are they going to get a here, win here, against? Here, here's the thing. Listen, this is the NBA. And every game is a, is a new opportunity, is a new chance to get a win and play and move on in this league. I think our next game, I think Mo is against the LA Lakers, I believe. Which... The Lakers are coming off a really bad win. I mean, they lost by 40 points last night, okay? So right now, Mo, when you have a young team, you go through this thing when you first get to the NBA, especially with a young group, is, you know, Mo, you, you kind of say things because you're sharing your experience and you're sharing things that you've learned in this league. It's really, really hard, and it's really difficult to win in this league. It's really hard to do. When you're young and you're talented, you just don't understand it because, you know, you've always been the best player, whether it's college or high school or what have you. Once you get to the NBA, Mo, one of the first things you learn is that there's a level of toughness that you have to have. Clearly, talent is why you're there. But Mo, you got to learn how to fight. You got to learn how to fight. And right now, this team is learning that no one's going to come and help them. <laughs> yeah, you might have been the best player on your team. You might have been a lottery pick. Some of you guys might have been the number one pick. But Mo, no one cares. And right now, this team has to make a decision. Last night, I was watching the game. As you know, Mo, I watch almost every Detroit Piston game from start to finish because I'm a real Detroit. I'm a I'm a real Piston fan. Last night was one of the first times I've seen them this year where I said, OK. They're going to make a decision. I would probably if I was. Like. A, a, a person who said, when do you think they're going to get their next win? I'm going to say probably tomorrow night. OK, but. And the reason I'm and the reason I'm going to say that is because their coach Monty Williams knows how hard it is. Coach Williams knows that it's difficult, and at some point here, it's not even it's not even about the result of the game. Meaning, yeah, we all want to win. It's the fight that you bring to the game. Mm. It's the fight that you bring. That's one thing about Detroit that any any player or any person who's grown up in Detroit, that's one thing that's it's like it's in your DNA. You're from Detroit. You know how to fight. That's the one thing you're going to do. 
Like you may not be the best at whatever, but you're going to know how to fight. There's a level of toughness that it's ingrained in you. The next game, I expect their coach. I expect the players to fight because last night was finally the first time I felt that they probably understood like we got to fight. It's not about talent. They have talent. It's about bringing that fight to the game. And I think that's where they can make their next step. And I would venture to say probably in the next couple of games, they'll, they'll get a win because they're going to bring out the, they're going to bring the fight. It's about fight. They've got talent, but you always talk about roster construction. Now I know they've had some injuries, you know, Alec Berksman's time is still waiting for Bogdanovich, but this team, you essentially have Cade Cunningham surrounded by guys that can't shoot the three ball very well. And as a result, Cade in the 17 games he's played is yet to shoot over 50% from the field. There's not a lot of space for him to operate. I mean, Isaiah Stewart's letting it fly, but on nights where it's not hitting, like last last night against the Washington Wizards, one from seven, there's just not a lot of space for Cade to play his game. And at some point you have to wonder why is this roster constructed in this way? And I'm not saying that okay. they should play like the Warriors and shoot a ton of threes. Right. But I'm just saying well, well, have some shooting threats to create some space on the court for Cade and Duran to operate on the inside. Okay. As they are playing right now, right? Every coach, you got to respect how the coach, what's his vision for this group? Okay. What's his vision? And every coach has a different vision. It doesn't mean that it's right. doesn't mean that it's wrong. Every coach has a different vision of how, how they should, how they should play. Clearly, clearly, Coach Monty Williams has a vision for this group. Okay, clearly. And the vision thus far has been with Cade as the lead guard, right? They've started Cade thus far in this early part of the season as the lead guard. And then they had Killian Hayes, and now Killian Hayes is out of the lineup, and now they put in Jaden Ivey. Now, Mo, I just try to stay consistent in what I know works in this league. I, I try to stay consistent. Why? Because there is a consistency in how you play. You may want to play a certain way. However, when you look at your roster, you have to play to your strengths. That's called the identity of your team. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not second guessing anybody because I'm rolling with my pistons. However, <laughs> when I look blind at the loyalty, roster, you got to love it. No, no, it's not blind loyalty. It's just that my pistons. Now, I can disagree with philosophies. However, these are my Pistons, so I'm going to own it, and it is what it is. Now, Mo has heard me for years say this. Every team must play downhill. Mo, have I said that? Yeah. Am I consistent with saying that? B- BJ will ring me at 3 in the morning to tell me that, not just on okay. the podcast. Okay, <laughs> so Mo, when I look at this, when I look at Cade, Cade is a really, really, really good player. But you can't convince me that he's an elite downhill player at the way he at the speed. If we if this league is about pace and space and the way he plays. Are you telling me that he is an elite player like De'Aaron Fox or John Morant, Kyrie Irving and all of these guys who play downhill? The answer is Shea Alexander, Jamal Murray. Is he in that category? It's playing downhill. Jalen Brunson. I don't think he's in the category with those guys, but he can be. Okay. Is he playing at that pace? 
The answer is no. The answer is no. Is he playing well, like it, Trey Young? It's hard to get downhill when the defense isn't spread out. Okay. Again, I'm not blaming anybody. Before I can get to everybody else, first I gotta I gotta take responsibility. What's my strength? That's not his strength of his game. His strength is he has size at that position. That's his strength. He's six seven. Now, should he be able to post up those little guards? Okay. Should he be able to take advantage of his height and pass over the defense? Okay. This isn't a knock. This is just saying, this is what it is. Like, yeah, I, I want De'Aaron Fox too. <laughs> I, I want De'Aaron Fox, but that's not his game. Like, Okay, but, but those examples you just gave, posting up the smaller defenders, it's hard to post up when there's no space on the inside. Passing over the smaller defenders it's hard to pass the guys if they're not a threat to score from the outside. So it goes back to the question okay, of that, when are they going to make changes to this roster in order to maximize his talents and maximize okay. his game? Now, most people will try to address the offensive end. But, Mo, you know me. What do yeah. I like to address first? Defense, defense, Okay, defense. now, now, okay, Mo. I'm not mad at everyone who wants to address their offensive issues. I'm not mad at that. If that's your way of seeing the game, hey, go for it. However, there's one thing that I know works first and foremost. If I can address my defense, like we just talked about the Orlando Magic yesterday, then, Mo, I'm in business. Once I can address and become predictable and I can have some sustainability with that part of my game, then I can address everyone else. Because let me give you the mindset. The mindset of a winning organization is if I don't score Mo and you don't score Mo, the score is still 0-0. Zero, zero. If the game is always determined by how well I shoot from the three, it's possible, so, Mo, that so how, I, may, may, I may lose. How can they fix their defense? Because... Okay. The okay, rotations now. aren't happening. They're not looking like a good defensive okay. team. This is excellent. This is an excellent question. Okay. I happen to believe that Jaden Ivey is an elite athlete at his position. Yes. I, I Okay. So defense, to me, is nothing but effort and energy. Well, he is somewhere in that category with speed and quickness with every other guard in the league. So defensively, there's no reason for him not to be an average defender on his worst day. That's just what I see. That's what I believe. Okay. This kid, Osur Thompson, looks like he is an all-NBA defensive player at some stage in his career. Yep. <laughs> okay. There's no doubt. He, no, no, okay. So I know I have two players that athletically can defend at a very elite level on the perimeter. How many people can actually say that in the NBA? I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying they have the potential to be. This kid or Sir Thompson is averaging, what, two or three blocks a game as a well, guard in this crazy league? Crazy numbers. I don't know okay. as well. Here we are, 15 or 20 games into the season, and he's already taken the best offensive player on the other team as a rookie. Mm -hmm. That says everything I need to see. Okay, yeah. and until so, they until the other team puts the best offensive player in a pick and roll, where the Pistons don't communicate, and then three seconds into possession, okay. the, the other team's in the paint. Okay, that's another question. That's another. Here's what I see. 
Jalen Duran. I don't know how many guys are stronger than Jalen Duran in the NBA at <laughs> 19 or 20 and years of age. He's not fully grown yet. And he's not. So I'm not worried about the physicality of this game with this kid. I'm, I'm not. Like, we may have other problems in Detroit. Shooting may be one of them and all the things. But I'm not worried about someone saying, you're going to just push us around on the interior. Okay, Those are, the, the, you've okay. got the pieces, right? So you've got no, no, these guys no, who are good athletes is, and should be good defenders. So, But as a team, but, how but do they again, fix the defense? Okay, Because there's no way you can watch this team and be like, here, they're a good defensive team. Here's what I see, Mo. Here's what I see. You're asking me now. Yeah, now, yeah. I'm not I'm not the one that's displaying the vision, okay? And I'm not mad at it because clearly they know more than me. However, I can I'm allowed to have my views. And my view is I'm going to always address my defense first, second and third. So I'm not worried about that. Now, what I love about this team is they are a big team where most teams now are small. Small ball is what everyone's doing. Everyone wants to shoot, play screen roll, interchangeable parts, so forth and so on. However, I will stick to my initial. I love the Rudy Gobert trade when everyone else was like, oh, this is an awful trade. Here we are a year later. They're in first place. Playing with not one seven-footer, two seven-footers. Okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a, that's mm -hmm. a fact. Mo, okay? I am a firm believer, and I said this years ago, the bigs, were will be the last position that will be that will understand and integrate into this new small ball era. Now Jokic has figured it out, Embiid has figured it out, Giannis has figured it out. Now you see the bigs of Minnesota figuring it out, and you're beginning to see the bigs. Chet Holmgren now, seven footer figured it out. Wimby figured it out. The bigs are going to be the last position to figure out this new small ball era. I said this years ago, but I'm going to stick to what I what I believe. If I can't defend on the perimeter, which is a problem. Why? Because the offensive player, based on the rules, you can't impede their progress. There's no physicality anymore for someone like Mo to guard a player <laughs> who's maybe a little quicker than Mo. Because Mo, at one point, he could, you know... He could use his hands, impede the progress. Oh, I still do this. This is why they're yeah, playing I, I, NBA. No. <laughs> However, now you can't do that. Okay. But you can't tell me now that there is a thing called rim protection, Mo. That's a premium in this league. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I can't defend on the perimeter, like you said, Mo, let's pretend that I said, okay, I can't defend on the perimeter. Well, Mo, I have youth on my side. There's one thing, Mo, that I know a veteran player doesn't want to do. A veteran player does not want to play 94 feet. A veteran player does not want to be picked up full court. And there's a veteran, as a veteran player, Mo, you don't want to expend that type of energy, especially on a back-to-back -back game. Well, if I remember correctly, the youngest team in the league is who, Mo? The Pistons. Okay. So here we are with a young team and we have a, a, a minimum of three guys, Cade being four, who can defend his position. I'm not saying they're great defenders, any of them, but is at least I know I can match up 
with the speed of any guard in the league with Ivy, the size of any guard in the league with Kate, the strength of any big in the league with Dern, and the athleticism of Thompson. I can match up. I'm not saying you can you can match up, but they are the worst in the okay. league at opponent points off turnovers, right? So okay. even if okay. you're trying to get matched up, that's hard to do when you're turning the ball over and teams are getting away in transition. And that's, then that's and eight, then, nine, ten. You're talking eight, nine, ten. First, I got to match up on the defensive end because the mindset has to be, I got to stop you. So let's get this in place first. Then, Mo, I know I have bigs who can who can block a shot. I have Wiseman. I have Bagley. I have uh, uh, Wait, Isaiah like, Stewart. On, like this is just theory now, though. Like you're really looking at James Wiseman and Bagley as 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 defenders in the NBA who are blocking shots. The Detroit Pistons right now, when it comes to opponents' points in the paint, they're bottom ten in the league. They're just giving up. What are they giving up right now? They're giving up over 52 points a game in the painted area. It's insane right now. Well, again, you have to commit. Just like, let's take the 28th or 29th uh, defensive team right now, the Milwaukee Bucks. So are you telling me that Giannis and Brooke Lopez can't block shots? It's all about getting familiar with your team and figuring out. That's why we have to utilize the regular season to prepare for us if we're going to advance in the postseason. That's why the that's why we play these games. That's why it's important, in my opinion, to have an extended training camp more than just one week. You're trying to figure out what your team can and can't do before the games really start. So in this instance, Mo. Coach Williams is trying to figure out what his team can and can't do. And that's fair. And I guarantee you, because he is an excellent coach. He's not a good coach. He's an excellent coach. They're going to play a better brand of basketball because he's trying to figure out his team. He's trying to figure all of this out right now. Defensively, they will get better because at some point, you got to figure out what your team can and can't do. They should be a big team, in my opinion. Why? Because that's the strength of their team. If you said right now, let's take two, let's take two teams with a similar age, the Orlando Magic and them. The identity of the Orlando Magic is kind of clear right now. Defensively, they've committed to that. Now let's talk about their shooting and all the other stuff. Okay. Da, da, da. Okay. However, right now, the identity of the Detroit Pistons is what? Losing. Okay. So right now, the Pistons are in the process of trying to figure out. I, in the next month or so, would hope that the Pistons begin to figure out, let's play to our strengths. Let's play to our strengths. So you say, okay, we can't shoot. All right, we can't shoot. Well, there's other things we can do. There's other things we can do. And this is what takes time for young teams to figure out. You're going to have to... Cade is a phenomenal player. However, we're going to have to figure out how to play with Cade with the ball not in his hand. Why? Because very rarely, Mo, are you going to be able to beat five defensive players? Okay. Because clearly, the other teams are ganging up on him now. So that means we're going to have to figure out how to feature other players. 
whether we began to post up players, whether we began to screen roll, whether we begin, whatever it is we need to do, but you're, these young guys are going to have to figure this out. Maybe, Mo, we will become an offensive rebounding team. Okay? If we're not shooting well, if we're not shooting well, which is okay, then, Mo, we should be able to offensive rebound because we're missing more shots than the other team. Offensive, offensive rebounding is part of your offense, right? You want to design an offense where you allow your offensive rebounders to be in position to rebound because we're not shooting at a high percentage right now. No, like they are fifth we were, in the NBA right now in terms of offensive rebounding. But yeah, a lot of okay. that is just because they have more opportunities to get them. Whatever the case may be. You have to emphasize what you do well, and then you 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 try to cover up what you don't do well so you can gives yourself an opportunity to win the game. So in all of these things, it's going to take time, especially with this young group. I expect them to get better. I expect them to put up a bigger fight. And that's that's basically the hardest thing to learn, I think, for a young team, for young players, because it's not like they have veteran players. Their veteran leaders right now are out. Like Burks has kind of been in and out of the out of the lineup. Bodanovich has been, he hasn't, I don't think he's played a game all mm -hmm. year. Not that we think that those guys are, he's you know, the savior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not putting however, their presence. Okay. Will be an added. Their presence yeah. will be yeah. and the shooting. Yeah, yeah. So will... you're saying the first win will come against the Lakers. The Lakers played. No, Sixers. I didn't say that. No, well, I didn't. No, say you that. think no. that well, it no, could? What be. I, I, when you see teams play, you begin to pick up trends, and the trend is, I think they are they they will put up a bigger fight than they did in the previous game. I think soon they will get a win based on what I saw and how they responded in the last game. And the reason I'm saying that is because Coach Monty Williams now has to make it, he has to, he, he has to determine who are the guys who gonna who will provide the most resistance moving forward. Winning is a habit, losing becomes a habit. And what you are in danger of doing with young players is you have to, you have to have your players provide resistance to losing. So I expect him to shorten up the, 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 the lineup. I expect him to extend the players that will give him the best chance to win. But more importantly, I think the players will start looking at themselves with the pride that's necessary to play and perform at the game. The next game, the next game, I expect them to put up a bigger fight. Now, yes. does that mean they're going to win? I, I, that I can't say. However, I don't expect them to get blown out in their next game because right. I expect them to come out with some type of energy here in the next couple of weeks that will give them, hopefully, the spark to say they turned it around. Just like, just like your Celtics did like two or three years ago. Not that they're going to get to the NBA Finals or anything like that. Yeah, However, I was going to say... No, 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 but but it's all a process. Like, yeah. we all just want to be at the finals. No, like, this is what happens when you have a young team. Okay, this is we'll what see. happens. We'll see, we'll see. You think they won't get blown out, um, but the Lakers did get blown out by the Sixers through just three quarters. Joel Embiid put up 30 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists, a steal, and a block. Um, he absolutely destroyed the LA Lakers. Anthony Davis is now three of 13 against Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis over the last three seasons. That's two and seven against Jokic. 
That's one and three against Giannis, and that's 0 and three against Embiid. Why does everyone talk about Anthony Davis like he's in the same caliber as those guys? They always say when Anthony Davis is healthy, he's a top 10 player. I've heard you say it because he's healthy and he's not. Well, here here is what my view when I watch Anthony Davis. I'm watching a player who plays out of position every night and still really, really good. He's not a center. No, No, they can play him at the center. Okay, so... Giannis and who else? Who else is just who else you can't even argue with? Okay, Giannis. All right, if you say Giannis is better, okay, I think most of us will probably Embiid say. and Jokic. Okay, this is the top creme de la creme we're talking about. Okay, that. I, they I, want to include say, Anthony you, Davis you, in you, those conversations. What I said was you missed what I said. Anthony Davis is playing out of position. Yes, if you put him at the power forward position, who can you just say outright is better than him? At the as, power forward. As a power forward. Well, yes. we've not seen Anthony Davis play power forward no, since but, 2020. But, so but, we can't but, what, but what we know is he's playing out of position since that time. He's been playing out of position for years. The last time he played the power forward position, at least by my account, you know, but hey, I'm getting older, so I, I get it. I, I don't see as well as I did. When he played the power forward position in that bubble thing, yes. they won the championship. They, they did win the Disneyland championship. And then they suddenly went to this new era where they had Marcus Gasol. They brought Marcus Gasol, and they figured out Marcus Gasol couldn't play, couldn't compliment Anthony Davis. They just moved him there permanently, mm. and he's been there ever since. And he bought but into it. He bought into it. But in my opinion, if Anthony Davis could play his true natural position, Anthony Davis, I mean, he's an elite player at the center position. Okay, he's top or he's top five or top seven at the position, which if you said you got a top five center in today's game, hey, I'll take it. All right, he's not Jokic, he's not Embiid. All right, okay, he's not that. But you can't tell me there are like four or five other guys that are just like that much better than him. And he's capable of having big games against those guys. Yeah, so this is what I wanted to figure out here. He has some really big games, and then he has some not-so-big games. And it seems to literally, we saw this in the playoffs last year, and we spoke about it, and it's continued this season. For example, he had 17 points in 32 minutes uh, against the Sixers, but the night before against the Cavs, where they have two seven-footers on the team, he finished with 32 points at 13 boards. The night before against Dallas, 10 points. The night before that, 26 points. So he's very up and down, up and down, up and down. Why is he so inconsistent with the stat lines that he puts up? Well, I don't think he's inconsistent. I think what he what he has, when I say inconsistent, Anthony Davis, when you, Anthony Davis is not a center. He's just not a center. Okay. And what do I mean by that? There are people, Mo, have you, you've heard me say this. There are people who are really tall. Mm-hmm. And then there are people who are like centers me okay when you are a center okay when you are a center i'm just let me think off the top steven adams is a center yes porzingis is just tall yeah but they both play the center position yeah (laughs) into by today's standards okay (laughs) anthony davis is not what we called a ground athlete he doesn't control the painted area. That's what a center does. A true center on offense, in every sense. On 
on offense and defense. Because he does a pretty good control in the paint on defense, though. Even as okay. he blocks shots. He plays what, in my opinion, Mo, by my definition, he plays a vertical center position, yeah. a la Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert does not control the painted area. Okay. Draymond Green, for instance, controls the painted area. Okay. There's a difference here. Yeah. There's a difference. One block shots and the other controls what's happening on the ground. Believe it or not, Mo, even though if you looked at Instagram, you would think everybody's just flying. <laughs> most of the time you're on the ground. Give me the ground athlete over the vertical athlete. Why? Because it's all about controlling space. You want to control the painted area. Well, that's not Anthony Davis's game. He, yes, can he block shots? Absolutely. Is he a threat back there? <laughs> all that. Does he make unbelievable recovery? Guy gets beat, he blocks a shot. You go, oh, Anthony Davis. Would okay, sensational. However, give me the guy who's controlling the painted area. Just give me that guy. Why? Because if you control the painted area, Mo, I'm controlling the game. I'm controlling the game. Mm-hmm. We know that translates to winning a winning brand of basketball. We know that. So how do we know that? Because you and I are going to say so, it. So again let me ask you sprint. this: because you have Gobert as a vertical athlete, not controlling the paint. How does that differ from Dwight Howard and Javale McGee, who played the five with Anthony because Davis? Dwight Ho- because because were... Dwight Howard is a Dwight Howard is the rare athlete who could do both at the height of his career. That's why he was defensive player of the year multiple times. He could control the painted area. He was strong enough to do it. And by the way, he could control the vertical. So he was on the ground and in the air. Oh, is that why he was multiple defensive player of the year? But, I mean, Rudy Gobert's multiple defensive player of the year as well. So we can't okay, judge him. But, but, okay, but do you, why? Just, just out of curiosity, do you class Jaron Jackson Jr. as controlling the paint area or just Jaron Jackson Jr.? Uh, what I Jaron Jackson Jr. is fascinating is because he is a vertical athlete, but you know what he does really well is he can switch. Mm-hmm. He can switch now, but do, do you class him as a player that can control the painted area? No, no, but because Steven Adams did that, yeah, Bismack Biombo now is yeah, doing no, that. just so the listeners have the yes, see, so you because we every, mentioned defense players, you, every year. player Ben Wallace could do both, yep. Shaq, when he wanted to, Shaq could do whatever he wanted to do, mm-hmm. but Shaq always controlled the painted area. Centers, every center I ever played with, every center. Not every big guy, but every center I ever played with. They all were, if if a guard was going to the basket and he started attacking the paint, they would take that personal. Because the big say, that's my area. That's my area. <laughs> Bigs don't want to block shots. Bigs want to say, wait a minute. Tonight, little fella, don't come in here. And us guards, we knew the guys who were sinners, <laughs> and we knew the guys <laughs> who mm-hmm. were just trying to block your shot. There was a difference. Trust me, you could ask every guard to this day. We know the guys. You know the difference between Rudy Gobert and Charles Oakley. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I know Charles Oakley ain't getting put in no damn headlock. No, Charles, Charles Oakley <laughs> is not blocking any shots. What about Draymond Green? Yeah, Charles Oakley is not going to block a shot. Well, let me tell you something. 
but no one's going to drive in that paint. That's yeah, the difference. Enforcer. Well, however you want to call it, just give me the ground athlete and you take the vertical athlete because the ground athlete is going to control everything in the painted area. I'm just using it as an example. Rudy Gobert is a defensive threat. He is a multiple defensive player who should have been defensive player of the year. However, what is the one thing that we see teams adjust to when he gets to the playoffs? They take away his threat. They take him out on the perimeter. They make him switch. And then they take away his threat. This is what we do. When Mm -hmm. I say we, this is what the NBA does. I'm going to attack you and force you and put you into an uncomfortable position. So when you see that, then you, you try to manipulate the game. If you find a player who can do both, a la a Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard was able to provide something that, and JaVale McGee. So you say, well, wait a minute, JaVale's not, okay. JaVale McGee is a unbelievable vertical defensive player. He's unbelievable. So that allowed Anthony Davis to do what? Play from the weak side. Which we already know he's, he's a, he is as good as anybody on the strong side, which he's doing right now. He's showing you right now defensively. Imagine JaVale McGee, seven feet. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, seven feet on the weak side. Mm-hmm. Now, Mo. And then, by the way, the sub that's coming in for both of those guys is Dwight Howard. Oh, is that why they were one of the elite defensive teams? Mm-hmm. Okay. You got rid of Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee, and you replaced it with a ground athlete at his uh, um, at his old. height, Marcus Soul. But Marcus Soul, they forced Marcus Soul to do something that he couldn't do. Switch. Another defense player of the year as well. Another defensive player of the year. However, in today's game, they're switching. They're forcing you to switch and do those things. That's not Marcus Soul's game. Okay. Mm-hmm. When the game went small with Anthony Davis as the four, now Anthony Davis was playing small ball, which he does exceptionally well. Now that I will argue with anyone. There, there isn't a better small ball five than Anthony Davis right now. I'll argue that with anybody. Anthony Davis is the best small ball five in the NBA. If we play small ball, I'll take Giannis at the five. You can have Anthony Okay, Davis. you can have Giannis. You can take That's Giannis. Cool. And I'll take Anthony Davis and I'll play that game. Now that game I'll play. I'm not saying Giannis is exceptional. However, Anthony Davis is an unbelievable small ball five. He's Draymond as well. Draymond, but Draymond smallest ball fives. But Draymond, Draymond, Anthony Davis is seven feet. Mm. Draymond is seven feet. It doesn't matter. Seven feet is seven feet. Seven feet is seven feet. Draymond, without question, in his time period, he clearly, he clearly caused havoc for the other teams in the league. And without question, without question, Draymond's ability to rebound the basketball and push it out as a five was without question, hands down, their biggest advantage to why they won those four championships. Now teams have caught up to that 
whether it's Anthony Davis or Giannis or whomever to play small ball and play just as fast yeah. and be able to counter. And, and he's not which the same was a, player. Yes, and which and which now Draymond now doesn't have the significant advantage that he once did because teams didn't know how to address the issue. That was what they I remember. They have it. They gave it a name. The death. Did they call it the death, death lineup, lineup or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why they called cool it that warriors. because yes, because they knew they had an advantage on the defensive end. That was their that was their go to move. Okay, you did your thing. We go to our death lineup and you don't have a counter for it. <laughs> that, was a, that was their thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just think Anthony Davis is a unique player. However, I think the strength of a championship caliber run with this player is at the four more than the five. I hear it. I hear it. Let us know, Lake fans. Let us know uh, on in the Discord. You can join. It's linked in the description. Or let us know on social media, at Hoop Genius, on most platforms. Let us know your thoughts on where Anthony Davis should be playing. That's another episode of the Hoop Genius podcast. Make sure you subscribe, Apple, Spotify, and uh, YouTube. PJ, what are you celebrating for? Oh, the Pistons. Go, no, go, go to Pistons. You guys go can't see. Pistons. BJ's wearing a Pistons journey. He's celebrating. No, no, we ain't doing that. When go they get a win, Pistons. when they end go this losing streak. Pistons. How about that, BJ? I'll wear my Pistons jersey when they when they end their losing streak. Well, you better that? get ready. You better get ready. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> i got to hope it still fits. <laughs> that's, from the, that's from Chauncey Billups, 2004. So um, make sure you guys lock in with us. We'll be back tomorrow with more from the NBA. And... Um, Appreciate you guys tuning in. BJ, appreciate the wisdom as always. Stay locked in and most importantly, get buckets. <laughs>